0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today?
1: I am drinking one of the beers from our most recent uh, Church Key beer cat, beer class, which was the beers of Belgium. So I am drinking the Allagash Tripel. I don't know if it's Tripel or Triple.
0: I'm gonna guess Tripel.
1: T-R-I-P-E-L. From, yeah, It's
0: European, right?
1: I mean, Triple would be T R I P L E. I think it's Tripel. Triple. I don't know uh it is a belgian style golden ale and because this was part of the beer class i have all these great tasting notes so it is from allagash in maine uh it says strong golden ale with notes of passion fruit in the aroma and offers a complex yet dry finish
0: and you had a little sip of this right before we started, I did. and you kind of exploded in glee
1: I did I, I did a loud wow
0: you did a loud wow not, not
1: a bow, wow, a loud wow a loud wow um it's delicious like you it's it, so it's it's nine percent and you asked if it tasted boozy and I said no, I feel like I could play beer pong with this like <laughs> it is a very good this is gonna sound silly, but like it said it's a golden ale it tastes like sunshine like it It tastes like a golden ale like when you hear the words golden ale this tastes like exactly oh. how i think it should taste yeah it's very bright and herbal like i'm getting the herbalness it's like there's no dankness no bitterness i feel like it tastes almost like a wheat beer at the front and then finishes it actually reminds me a lot of the monkey whistle like the imperial wheat the imperial hefeweizen that we had at devil's backbone it's that kind of gist
0: gotcha it's a beautiful color a nice uh yep golden uh a little translucent you can see through it a little bit but a really nice foamy white head too it's
1: very i would have guessed it was like seven percent like it tastes like a heavy beer but not like a nine
0: yeah that's that's killer
1: isn't it so good yeah, that's
0: really that's really smooth um for nine percent or eight point seven percent or whatever it is it's and nine. Uh, uh really just uh, that's a great Belgian beer like that's really nice effervescent very very bubbly uh feels you know like sparkling like the 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 feeling of sparkling water on your yeah. tongue uh and uh quite smooth for
1: i always like knew I liked sours, but I feel like really just over well i guess. Like we had gone to Jolly Pumpkin in Michigan, which is like a Belgian place, but they do like Belgian sours. So I knew I like that kind of beer, but between this like Belgian beer class and then a lot of the Belgians that we had on tap various places during our weekend in Nelson County, I'm learning that like, I actually really like Belgian beer.
0: Belgian beer is, it it is uh, a very, a very specialized type of beer, but very, very good. Very nice. um, That's just
1: excellent uh i can't remember the last time i had a beer that i liked quite this much actually i think it's so good there you go that's wonderful yeah i was a little anxious about having it because like i don't know when you open like one of like the quote-unquote nice beers that we've been saving for a while it's like you want to like it right especially in a situation like this where like you're not going to finish it for me right so i wanted to make sure it was good but i'm very happy with that wonderful yeah what are you drinking
0: so this is one of our Probably one of my last ones from our Tavour Hall. Uh, the last time we did one. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, brewery. Uh, brew. I don't know why that's such a word, hard word for me to say right now. Brewery. It's it's in it's in Belgian. Like it's the it's spelled in Flemish, as you can see. Brewery. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's just brewery. Oh. But like it's J though. It's throwing me off. It's spelled B R O U W E R I J. So. I'm just gonna say brewery. Brûlée. Yeah, Brewery West. Uh, this is the Apocalypse How. Uh, it is an Imperial Stout. It's brewed with chocolate, peanuts, vanilla, lactose, and natural flavors. Mm. Uh, this is from it's in, from San Pedro, California. Uh, I reached for my uh, phone as you were describing your beer because uh, I wanted to just do a little a, a little lookup to see what the percentage is on this one. Yes. Because it doesn't say on the can. I I looked around.
1: It's dark, though. It looks... I'm gonna... I would guess 8 and above.
0: Uh, You would be right. So, it's uh, an interesting can. It's got, like... It looks like Apocalypse How chocolate bars with peanuts over them. it's It's kind of stickers all over it yeah not like a label just like haphazardly applied stickers which is interesting i thought
1: it was oh you're right i thought it was like a wraparound sticker that was just weird oh it says the percentage right here
0: did i miss it yeah Oh well i did uh, i looked it up and uh it is uh so i'll I'll read the description first from their website uh it's an imperial start with peanuts chocolate vanilla and lactose as i said we cram this imperial style with enough peanuts, chocolate, and vanilla to make you question if we packaged a, a liquid candy bar. Uh, Apocalypse Howell is a velvety, rich, and seriously chocolatey pastry strout that rides, rides waves of chocolate goodness across your palate. Uh, can confirm all that. It tastes like a lot of dark chocolate, uh, which is an, a, a, it's, so it's a little uh, that got that sweet and bitterness taste a bit. Uh, but as it fades, uh, you get a little. You get the vanilla. You get the peanuts. But a lot of what you get here is booze. Oh, my God, does it taste every bit of the 12.7% that's on there.
1: It says 12.8 on the can. I mean, that's a wine. Yes. That's like straight up a light wine.
0: It is. <laughs> uh, it like hits like booze in the front and then it kind of fades to like chocolate peanut butter uh, as it goes through. Do you want to take a sip? No, you No, don't. I uh, think
1: I'm good.
0: But it is very...
1: I, I smell the it, can. It smells honestly, syrupy. It
0: has the... Um, kind of the feeling on my tongue as as like it's like hot chocolate Mm. like it has that kind of like it's almost like like powdery hot chocolate where like like kind of fades a little bit and i get like a little bit of like the chocolate kind of coating on my uh, on my my palate and like uh it's just a very it's a thick beer it's a heavy beer. It has
1: a thick head, like a, a really thick, kind of bl- chocolate milky looking head. Brown head, yeah. yeah.
0: Like, it's really interesting. And uh, kind of bubbles I've never really seen before. Like, that's, it's just really interesting. It, like It they're... looks
1: like when you, like, blow bubbles in, like, chocolate, chocolate. milk.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's got a real, like, I wanted a dessert stout tonight. I got one. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, we got two of these. I think two is about right. Uh, it's an interesting beer to try. And I'm glad to have it, but I am going to be slowly sipping this one. It is not going to be a very... It's, this is not a, a crushable beer.
1: The can bothers me. <sighs> it is... Not
0: symmetrical, no patterns. It is
1: super haphazard. Like, every time I saw this in the fridge, I was like, it looks like a home brewer just did this very haphazard canning job. It doesn't look, like, official and nice. Yes. And it... I don't know. It, like, gives me ocd there's like there's a random peanut up here and some of them are overlapping and i'm just like just
0: stop there's no rhyme or reason to it no at all uh it it is interesting i didn't quite realize until now that they were all individual stickers as well i
1: thought it was like one wrap that just had crap everywhere uh
0: but this appears to be one of their like specialty beers that they release every now and then uh and it's uh it's so it's it's really quite cool to be able to have one um i am uh I'm going to sip this guy and I,
1: It feels like a sipping beer
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be one that we're finishing 20 minutes into the podcast
1: I'm going to finish this 20 minutes in and then we're going to have problems You're
0: going to be sleeping by the end of the podcast It's so good <laughs> So we have, a, we have an eventful episode to talk about we today We uh, We got uh, this one a slightly more planned race review to do Yes, and then we have some uh, uh, unfortunate news for me to talk about later on. But uh, let's everything
1: start. is fine. Let's like, Every, like oh,
0: everything is everything fine. Like, we everything's are fine. we are
1: good. There are no injuries or no anything. no injuries. Not yeah.
0: Uh, so we'll start with the happy stuff though. Yeah. You ran a ten mile race this weekend.
1: I did. So uh, tell
0: us about so what race was this, and um, how did you find out about
1: it? So this was the GW Patriot Run. Okay. It started at George Washington's home. Mount Vernon <laughs> uh,
0: in, case, in case you don't know
1: Well I didn't know a ton About Mount Vernon before I like moved to Virginia Sure um, So yeah there's like this very beautiful Old mansion where George Washington Once lived in Virginia Now Preserved
0: as a museum exactly, and the property yes. is Like very well kept and preserved It's got to get thrown by the National Park Service now Mm-mm. no
1: it's all a non-profit Private. yeah they yeah. all they all go by it's like all donations gotcha to open. okay I know because I read all the signs there there you go um so yeah it starts at Mount Vernon I so this race was in its sixth year but every other year it's only been a 5k uh and this was the first year of the 10 miler so I think they were really trying to promote it a lot because it there hasn't been a 10 miler before um because I found out about this because I was getting, like, spammed with ads on every social media. Um, So I think they were really trying to promote the race for, like, the first year of the longer race. It was organized. The sign-up was on, like, Mount Vernon's website. It was listed as, like, an event there. But all of, like, the timing and, like, running organization was all handled by PR races, which is another running company in like the dc area um so yeah i signed up a couple weeks ago for the 10 miler i did packet p- Do you want to ask questions or should i just go let's keep going okay you got it uh i did packet pickup on friday night
0: okay it was a sunday morning race
1: it was a sunday morning race
0: So a couple days before
1: um plenty of parking easy peasy they had it inside, which I was not like a huge fan of. I, I wish they like had it set up outside was only because it, of COVID.
0: a packet pickup, was it like an expo or was it just like a, a quick packet pickup inside?
1: It was not an expo. So when you go inside the shops at Mount Vernon, okay. they have like two nice gift stores, a food court, which like we've been there before, but I've never seen. Yeah. They have like a huge food court. Um, and across from the food court, they just had a table set up with three people with laptops, giving out bibs and shirts and in like a clear pass plastic gear check bag. Um, so it was very low-key, very quick, very easy. Um, I was in and out of there quite quite easily.
0: Nice. Uh, and so you, uh, like I said, it was, that was Friday night pickup. Uh, describe getting to the race a little bit. You had, uh, you, well, I was going to say interesting experience, but you actually had a really quite... It seemed like an easy time.
1: It was. So this race, there is not like a ton of parking out at Mount Vernon. Right. So you could not, they, they what?
0: I say there, there, there's a lot of parking, but often for the races, one of the parking lots is almost completely taken over by race start stuff, at least in, in for what I yes. did in the past. It, it was So similar. it's severely limited. It was yeah.
1: similar to that, but there's also, so there were 1900 people running this race. 900 were running the 5k, 500 were running it virtually, and 500 were running the 10 miler. So you're not gonna fit cars for 1500 people at Mount Vernon. So you could buy a parking pass at Mount Vernon. There were like a limited number um, that you could buy. They were all sold out by the time I registered because I sort of hemmed and hawed about this. you could do drop off, like in Uber or someone giving you a ride a couple blocks away. I opted; they ran a shuttle from uh, the patent office in Alexandria, which has a big parking garage that is completely empty on weekends because it's you know intended for employees. Right. Um. So parking was five bucks, and you could stay as it's long busy. as you wanted. Uh, and they had really nice, like Alexandria city buses that just took you out there. They ran from 5:30 to 6:15.
0: Not abs- not absurd early, but not yeah, absurdly early.
1: I But it was... They, like, sent a map beforehand that it was like, this is where you turn into the parking garage. This is where the buses will be. And it was all very easy. They were just loading them up and getting them out. It, it Especially given that this was, like... I mean, maybe they've done the shuttles other years, but, like, you know, you, this is the first year of the longer race. I thought it all went pretty smoothly in terms yes. of getting there. Yeah. Um so the bus arrives yeah what's what's the
0: the pre-race like because i can i can tell you the one year i ran the gw parkway which also starts at mount vernon uh parkway classic i um maybe my one of my least favorite pre-race experiences ever because you get there on the shuttle and then i had a lot of time to kill and it was still like late april i was very cold uh, at the time standing still and had to just i think i walked two miles before the race even started because i was just wandering back and forth so what was your experience like at, at, this is a obviously a different race and you got a right. different timing
1: i mean it had a similar feel like i got off the bus and buses drop you off in a parking lot where like one one side of the parking lot is all porta potties and bag check so i dropped my bag went to the porta potty and then everyone sort of stages in this like circle it's like traffic Mm -hmm. roundabout in front of the mansion kind of in front of the shops i guess before you get to the mansion um so i kind of walked up and it's like the sun is rising and there are like a ton of people milling around there and it reminded me very much of the gw parkway classic but i think it was a so the gw parkway classic you run from mount vernon to old town alexandria straight Mm -hmm. this was you went like five miles out and five miles back so there weren't as many road closures because I think, I think that's part of why you have to get there so early for GW Parkway yeah. is like they shut down the whole Parkway yeah. versus this was just like the very last little bit right. so I only had about half an hour to kill when I got there which is a good amount of time I could yeah. go to the bathroom uh, I could sort of get the lay of the land it was also like not as cold as I've been at past GW Parkway Classics it was I mean, it was like mid 50s when it like started starting to get nice here and probably like low 60s at the end so it was perfect weather i had on a quarter zip for just before the race i was prepared to toss but no one had tossing clothes so i just like crumpled it up and stuck it into my hydration pack but i was like good in shorts and a quarter zip that was like a good amount of clothes um so a fun thing about this race is that The general George Washington was just milling around before the start of the race. And this guy was hysterical. I mean, he looked like George Washington. Like, he, it was not just like a guy in a wig. He really looked like George Washington. That's awesome. And he was like very in character. But something that I actually really liked, he didn't like stand in one spot and like people lined up for pictures. He just sort of milled about. And so people would come up and like grab a quick picture, grab a selfie. But it was just like you'd look out in the crowd and see
0: George Washington. A man
1: with like a triangle hat and a sword. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. That's amazing. Uh, So that was really fun because this is the George Washington Patriot run. There were guys, you know, dressed up like Captain America and people running in flags, a lot of red, white, and blue. They had the joint military color guard there to start the race which was you know very very dc yeah, thing very dc thing um it was very pretty uh and then so the 10 miler went off first okay. so we could like clear the turnaround by the time the 5k sure. but clear the 5k turnaround before they like started sure so the 10 milers started at 7.15 and the 5K started at 7.30. And that was really, really easy. Like I was never running with 5K people, Sure, which I really that's space,
0: liked. that's that's smart to space it out like that.
1: Yeah, because it was, you know, they started 15 minutes after us. So I think most of the 10 milers would have been past the mile and a half turnaround almost by the time they started. Right. So it, it was nice to have like a little bit of separation. Um... George Washington started the race. He, like, gave us some words of encouragement and then, like, picked his sword up and dropped it to say go. That's amazing. And it was, I don't know, I I love dorky stuff like that.
0: Silly pageantry, but really cool.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and then then we were off.
0: How was your race? Like, you, uh, (laughs) uh, I I was away, as we alluded to uh, in the last episode, and so you had a full weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. I got to see some friends and... uh, you, you went to do yoga the, the day before. How did that play into how you felt on race day?
1: Yeah, it was all a terrible decision. <laughs> um, I was not physically having a great... Well, I, I don't even want to say that. I woke up sore from yoga. Sure. Because this is, like, my favorite yoga class. I, I just love doing it. For some reason, like, I always, like, I get into crow really well. Like, it just... I like the teacher, I like the setting, it just works for my body. And I was like, I wanted to do both things, and I was like, yoga the day before our race should be fine. But it was like a little more sure. than I probably should have done. So I woke up sore, and the GW Parkway is the, it's like a, it's not a highway.
0: It's a parkway. Like, it's,
1: it's a parkway, there we go. It's,
0: it's, a, it's, a, it's a major... It's a major road, yeah. uh, but it's not. You know, it's not a freeway, but like it's a major road.
1: It's beautiful. It's
0: one of my. F- it's one of the best roads in the country. There
1: are all these stone bridges over it as you get further out towards Mount Vernon, and you know we are flanked on one side by all greenery, and the other side you have the Potomac River. Mm-hmm. There are lots of places where the trees are sort of growing over. Mm-hmm. You're running to like a canopy of trees. They're growing over the road. So the run was beautiful. Yeah, the weather was. Perfect. Uh, the thing about the G W Parkway, when you're driving it, it seems very flat. Yes. When you're running it, it does not.
0: It's, a real, it's, it, it's rolling. There, it it's, is. It's not rolling like the Hunt Valley Hellscape, but it is like legitimately rolling, just lots of up and downs.
1: I actually had this thought that I'm like, race directors always say rolling hills. Like this is actually rolling hills right. because there was never a big hill, but I was always going up or down, and. The thing that a lot of people don't know until they run one of these races that starts at Mount Vernon is you head out down. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really feel like you're, it feels like you're running is easy, but it doesn't feel like you're running downhill. Mm-hmm. So despite doing this multiple times and knowing this, I started out too fast. Yes, And I got to about mile four, so I wasn't even halfway. And I was like, mm, like, my legs already are a not, hot. not yeah. feeling their best. Uh temperature I know, I don't know if that's what you meant by like a little No, hot. I meant
0: like a little like you went out yeah. a little hot.
1: Exactly. Temperature-wise, I was like perfect. Yes. I was I was sweating, but I was like never too warm. Sure. And it was just amazing to run in shorts and a t-shirt and not be like Wanna dripping. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was I had this moment I don't know, do you ever feel on a run that you're just like barreling forward like kind of out of control Never like then, yeah. i was like i'm not running like well like i'm just trying to like go i was also listening to hamilton because so i was feeling very like inspired by the founding fathers which always like gets me kind of hyped so i was like you like you just need to chill the f out yeah like it's time to just like take the foot off the brake or take the foot off the gas a lot yeah uh so i slowed down a lot uh, you know, hit hit the turnaround, went back. It really, like, was spaced out a ton. It, I I I had no COVID quads in terms of, terms of running with the crowd, especially on like the you know after the turnaround going back in. Yeah. Um. It was it was quite spaced out. So I. It's ran... a lot of space for
0: not a not a very big race.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: For essentially for the what. Once you get past the first mile and a half, there's 500 people doing exactly. a top that's, that's not that many. So right. it's, it's nice that it's very spaced out.
1: Yes. Uh, so I ran quite a slow time, but I was just like, this is my longest run that I've done, I think, since Frederick Half, because I was training for the marathon, but then I got hurt. I haven't run. So this was like a long run, like longer than I've done in a while. And it was my first, like, long run, first double-digit run after my foot hurting. So I was like, I just want to take it easy and, like, finish and have fun.
0: I don't think your time was that slow from what you told me, I thought. Uh, it seemed like you Two ran. Two
1: hours? 12-minute miles?
0: Oh, I thought, I thought you said you did 10. Sorry, I, I thought before you told me you did 10 and a half. No. But maybe that was a different run recently that you told, told me about.
1: That was the 5K.
0: 5K, yeah. 10 and a half. Got it.
1: No, I was like... Stuck
0: in my head for some reason. Sorry about that. Oh,
1: no, it's fine. Uh, I was very much plotting. It, it was a very interesting experience after the 5K where I was like, I finished in the top third. I was like the third slowest woman in my age group, but I, I was just, it's not like I had been training for this race, right? right? Like I was running on tired legs and this was very much like one long training run of many. It was just a very fun long training run, right. but I... I don't know. I I always have this moment where like I start off and I run like a 950 mile and I was like, I'm going to PR. It's going to happen. Everything's great. And it's like never judge a run by the first mile. Yes. Good or bad. I
0: make that mistake all the time.
1: Um, But yeah, I once I sort of was like, okay, like I'm going slow, but it's a beautiful day and like I'm happy. And that's fine. Like, I, I'm not trying to PR today. I'm trying to, like, enjoy running on this road that I love. Right. Uh, then I, like, I feel like I got into a good headspace and really enjoyed the race. And you start the race in sort of the traffic circle in front of the shops.
0: Not the most scenic of areas.
1: And this race, apparently the first time they've, like, ever done this, like, the last quarter of a mile you actually pulled onto the property so you're running on like the dirt roads like on the Mount Vernon estate and ran under the finish line with like the mansion kind of in the background off to the side uh and the bowling green which is just this big open grassy space uh to your the mansion's on your left and that's to your right and it was just a beautiful spot to finish. Yeah. It was super, super cool.
0: Yeah. I, I wanted to draw the contrast between that and the parking lot. Because the parking lot's like a parking lot in the trees. And there's gates. It looks like the start of, it looks like the opening of any amusement park you've been to. Where it's just yeah. like, there are some iron gates and ticket booths and whatever. But the actual spot, you can see why George Washington lived there. It's yes. a really beautiful spot. It's beautiful. Uh, so what a cool place to be able to finish. And uh, it like, you know, you had a beautiful day a really really wonderful weather to uh, finish up in so you got to hang out outside a little bit afterward
1: yes so across the finish line and they gave me my medal which is beautiful it's a really cool medal so it actually has like the mansion on it and then the whole top is like a blue see-through so it's like a sun catcher type medal um and it was just super super pretty they had a stage set up. So, so let me let me go through the logistics before Please. I go through sort of the fun part. So I finished, got my medal. They had uh, bottles of water and bananas. At the end of a 10-miler, I would like more food than a bruised banana. Yeah, no, that was I like know, my you, only complaint. I mean,
0: you get, you get done with a long run and you are usually ravenous. So I imagine you would like a burger or something. I
1: was really hungry. So I like ate a banana immediately. And then... The race did finish not far from, maybe three-tenths, four-tenths of a mile from where it started. And when I was, like, running, I was like, oh, like, am I going to have to walk back there to get my bag? They moved all the bags to the finish. Oh, that's lovely. Which was super, super nice. So I went, grabbed my bag. Uh, They had beer. I got my free beer at the finish line. It was a Wicked Easy from Sam Adams, which was delicious. Mm. It was like a hazy lager, and I was like, I don't know about this. Um, but it was very light, very citrusy, kind of like the exact beer you want after a run. So lemony that it reminded me almost of a Rattler. Huh. It was a very good beer. Um, and I had brought clothes, so I got out of my wet shirt, um, put on dry clothes, and then when... And there was like a little uh, brick wall that I went and sat on. I got there just in time for the awards ceremony, oh, nice. which was very fun. So I got to they did awards. the The age group and top finisher uh, awards were like little busts of George Washington, oh. which was very cute. And George Washington like helped hand them out. He's still like milling around, and I took a selfie with him, with my medal. Nice. And he asked him my run was and i thanked him for opening his home to all of us. He was like, "Well, i do say, this is the best part of Virginia." Like he was just very in character. <laughs> um so yeah, then i was about ready to leave cuz i was sweaty and mm-hmm. just getting hungry. Ready to be done. Um so i w- i wandered the property a little bit just kind of trying to find my way to the buses. And
0: it's worth saying that this is the property is open. You could have done Yes.
1: Anywhere. So normally you have to like pay to get into here and spectators did have to pay if they wanted to see you finish at the finish line and hang out at the finish festival they did like reduced admission for spectators so i can see that being a drawback for some people but but you got access like the grounds were all open the buildings were all open and they were doing free like 25 minute tours of the mansion which I think is super, super cool. We've been in it, like I I, I had done the tour. We do, we'd done like the Christmas tour before, so yeah. I'm sure it was a little different, but I had like a big bag of all my running clothes and stuff, yeah. and I was like not exactly in the mood, but there were like people that had like run with strollers and they were there with their kids running around doing the tour, like it was a very, I think they tried to make it a very like, Family-friendly event around the run, run. Run the
0: race, spend the day at Mount Vernon. Yeah, yeah.
1: They had like food trucks and stuff. So I think the shuttles ran until eleven thirty, and like I finished at nine fifteen. So you you could have spent a good amount yeah. of time there. I mean, even just like you could have just laid on the lawn right. and hung out. Like it was super super nice. Um. So I had to wander the property a little bit, and then. Again, like the buses were super easy to find. Took me back to the parking lot and, and I was off.
0: Awesome. That sounds like a really great race.
1: I did not talk about the shirts.
0: Oh, yes. Which
1: are very cool. I want to just... I, yes. Some people run... Some people, me, uh, run for the gear. Yes. So they had tech t-shirts, which I always like. Yeah,
0: tech t-shirts are great.
1: And this year's says like 2021 and has like a picture of the mount vernon mansion which like i feel like i'm talking about it a lot but like it's a distinctive looking building if you know what you're looking at
0: it's got the house in the the man the house in the middle and then uh it's got two wings on either side yeah both of which are connected by i can't remember what the term is it's like a
1: covered portico
0: type thing. Yeah, that portico right. is that right yeah. uh but it's it's there they've got like little covered pathways between the two and it's um very like you said, very distinctive looking if you look it up online um it's uh, it'll, it'll stick in your memory. It's quite it's. It it's has like a
1: beautiful. kind of not I don't want to say spire, but it has like a little
0: yeah top tower part type deal.
1: thing. Uh, that's like on the metal and yeah, it, it's very distinctive looking. So I like that they kind of played that yeah, up in absolutely. all the stuff because that was really the cool part about this race was the opportunity to like run on this beautiful road and then finish on this super historic property. And I love like. Was it a little hokey to have George Washington wandering around? Absolutely, but I love that they like really steered yeah lean into, into this it. Yeah. yeah, it was very historical and cool. And fun fact, I can't guarantee that you will have that ex- this experience if you run the race, but a bald eagle flew over right as I finished. There you go. So it was like a very American.
0: Felt very very patriotic. Very there you go
1: uh, it was a great race I have already talked about doing it again my mother is like ready to sign up for the 5k uh, I think it could easily become a staple of my fall racing calendar because I'm not a huge fan of the army 10 miler which is like the big right fall 10 miler here um, so I really liked it I hope that they continue doing it that yeah. they don't go back to just the 5k because it was a really lovely day
0: absolutely sounds like it jealous i couldn't be there uh look forward to i i too hope they do it in the future because i would love to go yeah uh
1: yeah do you want to talk about the not so good news yeah let's switch so i part of the reason i signed up for this was because i was like i want to squeeze in as much racing as i can before stuff gets canceled and since we last recorded stuff has started. to get Stuff's canceled.
0: Getting canceled uh i think as you talk about the the army 10 miler, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about it being canceled Mm, in person on this podcast before, but, uh, so a few weeks ago, the army 10 miler got moved to a virtual only option, otherwise known as being canceled in person. And, (laughs) um, uh, that immediately gave me concern for the Marine Corps marathon, which, uh, starts the same spot right by the pentagon yes and on pentagon grounds and um
1: similar they run similar parts
0: they They, of they, the courses they start too. essentially the same for a while yeah uh,
1: and like i think army 10 miler goes around
0: Hins yeah point. There's, like, there's there's lots of similar portions yeah. um so traditionally you know people run the army 10 miler right. and then that's the start of the taper to get to the Marine Corps. And it's a is, great
1: training run to sort of practice the logistics of yep, getting to the start. And yep,
0: sure is. And <laughs> that was the plan, and now it's gone, and so is the Marine Corps Marathon. Yeah. Uh, I was, funnily enough, on a run in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, when Jacqueline texted me and said that uh, Marine Corps has now been moved to uh, the... the has now also been moved to a virtual option and no longer having the live in person event. Uh, but I have just decided to get my get my money back. What? Uh, because I... it was uh, like luckily Sorry. we have a. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I tend to ramble. Um,
1: no, you're fine. I just want to want to ask you all about your take, but finish.
0: Uh. So <laughs> I. Um, I had decided to cancel it, and luckily, uh, I think we've also talked before, that you have decided to switch to the Mm -hmm. uh, half marathon at the Rehoboth Beach uh, Delaware Running Festival. Coastal Delaware. Coastal Delaware Running Festival, so in Rehoboth Beach, you've decided to switch to the half marathon and transferred your marathon... Uh, registration to me,
1: just in case.
0: Just, just in case, it was I, very
1: much a backup plan. Just in
0: case I had to travel, uh, not not if right. I uh, my race would be canceled. There was a
1: chance that work travel was going to impact right. the marathon. Uh, so
0: now I I, I am uh, I'm adjusted and going toward that one instead.
1: So, I want to ask you first about sort of your reaction to how the news was delivered, because they like put stuff up on their social media before they emailed participants and some people in the comment section online were quite mad about that so i'm wondering if that was like a big deal to you to find out that way
0: um honestly i don't know so well the text message you sent me was i'm pretty sure it was something like babe dot 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 or oh babe dot 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 And so my immediate thought was um, something was wrong with the cat, something like I had broken something that I had forgotten about (laughs) uh, or I had done something wrong and you were like really mad or you had broken something and were really so like my head or, or someone was dead or something, you know, like. I, you get a if you get a, a a kind of a cryptic text from a loved one, your head goes to really to be bad clear, places. I
1: followed it up immediately. You did, it's you Not did. like I let you, but but yeah. But, well, because I texted you, oh babe, because I was like, oh this is gonna suck, and then I was like, maybe I shouldn't tell him because he's away, he's having fun, right? W- which is why I split it up into two. So
0: there was a, there was an oh babe, which uh, it was. It, so my head immediately goes to really bad places. Because I think, you know, you get a text from a parent or something like that it's like, or a call from a parent and a text that says like, hey, "Can we talk?" or "Or like, call me when you can." Right, whatever you're like, right, right. who's dead? What's wrong? Whatever. Uh, so when you told me the marathon was canceled, it was almost a relief that something sure. wasn't more serious. Well, there we go. I, d- I delivered the news. So there you well. we go. Uh, but uh, I, I honestly, I didn't care. I was, I was dis- I would be disappointed no matter how I found out. Um, I didn't care about it at all until today, when I was, I, I, you know, had been away all weekend, got, got back to, uh, got back home, uh, Sunday afternoon, spent the, spent the afternoon and evening with you, uh, you know, kind of catching up and hanging out, spending time together, so I didn't really go back to my computer and really think about my training and all this stuff until Monday morning, when we're recording, and, um, so earlier today, I uh was like okay so how do i get my money back and i went to find the email that they sent me and they never emailed me really i never got an email from them about canceling it huh i don't know um and, and, and maybe i'll give them uh, or at least i couldn't find it in my inbox sure so i will allow the possibility that like i accidentally deleted it or um it got sent to spam or something like that but I had gotten all their last ones in my inbox. The the most recent one I had was, as we were talking about this yesterday, I had done some sleuthing back through my uh, inbox, and I had gotten an email three or four days before they canceled saying, uh, you know, we have canceled the expo. After they announced they had canceled the expo, they were like, uh, please update your information, make sure you had the correct address and everything, because we're going to send your packets so that was the last email communication i had from marine corps uh so i was really disappointed but when i saw that and then i got the email today saying here are the here are your options here's how to do here's how to do these things oh and so i today i um you know i I got that email and did the refund or whatever so i my between that and looking at an article in run washington a local uh running focus magazine here in the, the dc area which is uh, how
1: i found out
0: yes which they, is how you they found tweeted
1: out. it and i was like what so i googled and found marine corps press right. release but
0: uh so i had found an article from literally the day before mm-hmm. uh friday was the 24th uh i believe mm-hmm. so on september 23rd they had run a story that was like The headline was the Marine Corps race director said that he was still confident they'd be able to uh, uh, run their race uh, in person as planned, despite the uh, Army 10 miler being canceled. So all of this gives me the impression that something happened Friday morning or Thursday night that sent them scrambling. Mm. Because uh, as far as I am experienced with uh, the Marine Corps races, they are very well prepared, very communicative. Uh, They run a kind of lockdown logistics operation. Everything's usually really well run. uh, And this was a little haphazard. So I am not, I I am not like mad and it does not change my opinion of Marine Corps and the Marine Corps races in general. Um, It seems to me that something changed and I don't know what it is. Uh, There was uh, in this Run Washington story, there was um, a quote from the race direct or there was some reporting that they had that said uh the uh what was depend what the race was dependent on was that they were going to needed a waiver from the pentagon because it, because it was on pentagon property uh to as, have, was army as was army 10 miler they needed a waiver from the pentagon to have uh the groups of runners broken up into 250 people uh which is 10 You know, right now in the pentagon you are limited to and pentagon grounds you're limited to gatherings of 25 so i don't know if they got word that friday morning that their permit was declined or their waiver was declined or if something else happened or whatever um i haven't seen anything more but um it gives me the impression that this was a scramble and you know sometimes things happen in a scramble i don't know if or maybe you know there could be any set of circumstances i'm not going to Complain or be super mad about um, not getting this because, like, you know, they post on their social media, and like, I found out, right? Like, I, I did see it later. Like, they posted it on their Instagram that I follow, and like, um, you know, those on their Twitter accounts, like that. So, like, uh, but uh, you know, it might not be one of those things that, like, if you weren't looking for it, yeah. you wouldn't found, have found it. But uh, again, I will admit that, like, they could be lost. I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to like say they did not email people. I'm just saying that I couldn't find the email in my inbox yeah. when I looked today, and there is any number of things that could have happened to have caused that not to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's not the best, but you know, things happen. I think
1: as we look at the fall racing season, I obviously have no insight into what is going on in any of these organizations or into like the rules on federal right. ground or anything. But I think it is important to point out that like Cherry Blossom went off. DC half from Pacers went off. Like, I don't think it's the city stopping these. And, like, all these other, you know, none of these, I guess Berlin has happened at this point. But, like, Boston, New York, Chicago are all still scheduled to happen.
0: But other races are going, other big big marathons are going vaccinated too.
1: Right. I think that's, it's important to look at this in sort of a fuller context, I think.
0: Uh, And it, it put it into perspective to me. I think yesterday when I realized, like, well, the two races that got canceled both start at the Pentagon. Yeah. So I wonder, and like that, this is after Cherry Blossom apparently ran a successful race in mid September. Um, you know, DC Half
1: I think was the weekend D- after DC, ha- DC
0: Half. You just ran ten miler. So yeah, I wonder if it has something to do with the start location. Yeah. Um, or if you know, the, or, or something to that effect. Uh, so. And, and obviously you know we have very limited insight on, on this um, we're we're just runners we're not we're not we're not uh, asking any questions here we're just kind of giving our own Im- impressions uh, so I I don't know I think there I, ca- I can tell anecdotally from talking to a friend who was going to, to uh, run this race definitely a lot of disappointment looking at other major marathons that are going off this year yeah and um, I can see that I, I saw that Marine Corps was, scheduled, was expected to be about 9,000 people and is usually somewhere around 30,000, 35,000. Yeah. So it was gonna be much, uh, small, much more sparsely attended. Uh, so I think there's a lot of frustration that, I, I definitely feel frustrated that like, oh, you know, these other places are doing it. right But uh, I think there is, there is an added amount of pressure. Uh, I think one, because these are military races and two i think that there is a a certain amount of like i'm sure these these races feel public a little political pressure because they are in washington dc and there is this i mean nobody likes seeing their leaders uh be uh flouting their own COVID restrictions you know this is something that people are seeing getting frustrated with across the country you see someone who tells you that you must be masked up when you're at an event and then they're not wearing a mask when they go to an event no one likes that so i think that there's a very conscious effort these to make are, sure to be following the rules exactly and these, which i totally get
1: these are pr right opportunities for the services right and you know the pr looks different if it's like we ran an accessible race and everyone's were happy versus like there was an outbreak like i, I do right. think there are different calculations um a lot we've dealt with a lot of races going virtual yes. over the past yes. year this is one of the few to actually offer a refund yes if you don't want to do virtual did did you i don't know if you've talked to people or like is that something you appreciated i was surprised especially given that i think some of the money like goes to supporting like morale and welfare stuff for the service i know army 10 miler was i don't yeah. i don't know for sure about uh, this one but did, did that surprise you
0: i was i mean as someone who ran a virtual marathon last year and um you know i and had someone who like basically the options they gave us were defer you can run in 2021 virtually uh you can defer to 2022 um and do it then or you can get your money back uh i ran a virtual marathon last year i don't really want to do it again nope uh i ran uh and i was uh, you know i was probably more up for it uh, in the spring like when I, when I when i was like this is all we're going to ever have again uh, but I wanted to run one. Yeah, you know, I wanted to run it in person. So I did not want to run a virtual one. Uh, I really have not enjoyed this mm-hmm. training cycle uh, and really not enjoyed running through the summer this year. It's just not been fun. So the idea of running another fall marathon, committing committing now to run another fall marathon next year yeah, uh, wasn't in the cards for me. That makes sense. So given the three options, I was like, well, I'll, I'll take my money back. And that was really nice considering, I think, a lot of the... As a runner, I appreciated it. Um, and like, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't really, I, I, as a as a person, I, I always like to make to make sure we're like giving money to charity and doing that kind of they stuff. They
1: have been able to have other events. Yes,
0: they have had other events, and also like I did pay a hundred bucks last year to run a run around Washington D.C. Right. You know? Exactly. So like, I, I feel like that that part, like you know, uh, there's been. Contributed to the cause a little bit. Totally. Uh, yeah, you know, through registering for that race. So uh, I was, I was heartened. I don't think I was surprised. I don't think I was like I, I don't like I, I didn't I, I don't know I didn't really expect it. Yeah. But uh, but I wasn't surprised it was there. I was I was just I was I saw it and I was like that's really nice of them. I'm glad they did that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you've we've talked a lot, both just the two of us and on this podcast about sort of your desire to to pr at your hometown marathon in dc yeah which could still happen maybe you'll have a terrible race and then you can pr at marine corps there another year yeah um but i'm wondering both how you're shifting your training now that the race target has moved if you know yet and i think more importantly sort of how you're shifting your mindset like this race is no longer a plan B. Like, I feel like when I have run races, you know, you picture the end and like, you're like, oh, the clock says 3.59, 3.59, and like, or 3.59, 59, and you charge up to Iwo Jima. Sort of what are you doing mentally now to prepare... For a different race experience which i honestly think will be it's a super flat race like i think it's gonna be an easier race to run physically but what are you doing mentally to prepare for that change Uh, you're looking at me like i'm like asking you to give up your first work so
0: so i'll tell you first what i've done in my training plan um
1: that's the easy part yes
0: (laughs) yes it is and that's what I, i spent my morning doing today i um because of this trip that I just took uh, this past weekend, which in my normal training plan would have been t- the first 20 miler weekend. Uh, and then also we had what would have been Baltimore half followed by army 10 miler. Yep. Uh, which I was gonna use that in lieu of a second a second 20 miler. Uh, Essentially, this is a long way of saying the last six weeks of my training work kind of all screwed up. We've like, been, they, we've been, out, we've been and out, out a lot. We've been do, you know doing stuff, and there's, like, you know, uh, trying to... Like, I, I realized at one point, like, oh, I have a... I had rescheduled my 20-mile run for when we were going to be Devil's Backbone. not going to... I was not going to do that. Yeah. And, like, I, I no longer have the luxury of, like, um, running 20 miles before work, which I did when I worked at night. Right. So, um, I... It was kind of already like, oh my God, my schedule is all over the place. So what I've done now is that my schedule is a lot more normalized. I am going to run 20 miles this weekend and then uh I'm going to... And then after that is uh the Baltimore half, provided that still happens, which we have heard no... We'll, we will knock on, knock on wood uh because... We're
1: not even going to speak not even, that uh, into existence. I'm not going to speak
0: into existence anymore. Uh, so I'm going to use... I'm going to use that as traditionally I, I follow the Hal Higdon plan uh, that goes 20 miles and then a 12 mile run in between It's kind of a of okay. week and then a 20 mile run again. So That's I'm, perfect then. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a 20 mile run. I'm going to do a half marathon and the next week I'll do a 20 mile run. And then uh, I have an extra week built in now. So I'm going to do a really long taper. Essentially I'm going to do a three uh, three full week. Love it. Uh, it'll, it'll be like... Um, three full weeks of taper and then race week so it'll be i'll do a
1: a month taper
0: a long taper yeah uh so i'll do a 12 mile run and then i'll do uh uh, in a week and then my virtual i'll do my virtual army 10 miler yep because they did not give me that option so uh to get my money back so i'll do my virtual army 10 miler and then uh an eight mile an eight mile long run and then my race okay and so that's that's the plan uh for training mentally i have no idea i have no idea right now i am um i'm very much in the space of like i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do these long runs right now and with the like cloud hanging over that like not entirely sure i expect this race to happen uh i just mm. kind of i like I, I i hope it does and i think that no matter what like i think running the outer banks marathon has given me a good idea of what this is going to be like without the giant hill at mile 23. um i've done it's some very i've done some race. research on the course after your, after uh taking over your registration for the marathon and like what there's like literally the highest point on the course is 50 feet and it's there does not appear to be a lot of rolling hills i
1: think there's like two hills that don't even reach 50 feet
0: yeah so it seems like it's going to be a really um good run i think it'll be a really nice run uh i i was
1: gonna say i don't think it will be physically demanding but all marathons I mean, it's, are gonna, be, physically it's, it's demanding. gonna be physically demanding but, but I, I don't think it's, be, it's not gonna be hilly
0: it's a faster course yes. I, like the, it's a, it's one of the uh, according to the website one of the faster boston qualifiers that you can do um. So. Yep. Uh. I am. No. Well, I
1: did a lot of research I, and picked a good race.
0: Yes, you did. Uh. So I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, prepare. I'm picturing myself like a backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh. I don't really think I'm gonna play, but I'm gonna prepare like I'm gonna play. So I'm going to um. Do my thing, and run my runs and uh, go to. Orange Theory, and do the Peloton, and, like, prepare like I have been, and, um, but I don't really know how to fix the mental part of, like, you know, I don't think this is gonna happen, hanging over my head. And, um, but, like, like we just said, all these other marathons are going off, this is a smaller race, so I think that, like, I think right now, being a smaller race puts mm-hmm. you in a better position to happen which might um is kind of a little counterintuitive where like i think a lot of, you might think like these bigger races have more infrastructure and institution and the ability to deal with you know put mitigation things in effect but being smaller you can spread out you can do different things
1: Chicago, Boston and New York will all go before this. Yes. Uh, is it the same weekend as New York? Chicago and Boston will definitely go right. before this. So i think like if they can do those races, I, I uh, don't know.
0: Right. Uh, there is- this
1: race has already been canceled on me once, so I'm kind of there with you mentally, but I don't think I have as much invested in this.
0: I, I am also, and we talked about this a little earlier, uh, because not, not the next episode we'll do, but in two episodes, we'll review the Baltimore Half Marathon. Yeah. And we will be finishing up our King Crab we will be
1: king crabs
0: we will be the king and king king and queen crab uh but uh (laughs) what we will be the
1: king and queen crab
0: yes uh i'm
1: making us t-shirts there
0: we go uh well we still have to order our stuff
1: so we are dressing up like crabs but now i'm wondering if we should get crowns Uh, well for after yeah
0: uh can we make the metal into a, into a crown? We shouldn't drink such heavy beers no. in the podcast. Yeah. So uh, I am, I am a I I I'm in this weird place where I think that like. That's the race I'm most looking forward to this fall. right? Yes, now. and I am. Uh, if if that race gets canceled, I'll be really really sad, and it will really suck because we have gotten. There's this this challenge I've wanted to do for years. We've gotten so we, you know, after a year, we're so close. Um, Because we
1: were supposed to do all these races in 2020. Just a quick reminder.
0: Uh, So I would be really sad if that race got canceled, and I, I think if the marathon got canceled, I'd be, um, I'd be really sad as well. But like, I, I have not had a really great training cycle. Um, I i'm not super happy with where i'm at physically and that's really not helping me be in the right place mentally um so like there's only there's a part of me that's like i like i think i'd be a little relieved if it didn't happen but um i also like kind of feel like uh i can't can't let that part come out, I, got, I gotta prepare, like, you're gonna do it, you're gonna be great, you're gonna do this thing, whatever, so it's really, a, it's, a, it's a mental fight right now, and I'm sure by the time that the race comes around, like, I'll be ready to go, and I'll feel, I'll be, I'll be up for it and ready, but, like, um. I mean, I, I went for a run on, I, I, you know, there's, I've had a couple of cut cutback weeks in a, in a row here, and I, so I did my long run before we flew, I flew down to uh, uh, Atlanta. And I I didn't really, like, I, I had a good first half of my run, second half of my run sucked. And I was just like, I, like, I was just thinking, running, running's not giving me a lot of joy right now. And um, I think that's part of the marathon grind and the cycle. Um, but I think that, like, in past ones, I have reached this point in my training cycle and felt pretty good about where I'm at. And I don't right now. And so that is... Um, it's playing a lot of it's it's a lot of head games for me at the moment. So um, when when you're asking me why I look like uh, I'm trying to, you're, you know, the the mentality question is like, I look like I'm giving up my firstborn is because I like it's it's a it's a struggle right now, and um, I it'll be good to do this long run on Saturday mm-hmm. in uh, it's supposed to be I think a low of fifty. And so I, I, I have, um, I have higher hopes for that. That like doing that will um, help, and then also, uh, why are you laughing?
1: You said higher hopes. Yes,
0: yes. So we, we so we really like the, pa- we really like, like the panic of the disco song. Uh and but then there's,
1: there's a version where you say pigeon a lot and I ruined it for you. You did you did. So all I can think is that you have high hopes for a pigeon.
0: Yes. Yeah. You, know, you, you did in fact ruin that song <laughs> that I like so much. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm also hoping now that I'm going to be running this really flat race. I've been training on hills for months. Exactly. So, um, you know, in kind of anticipation of like, well, I want to be really really strong when I hit uh Iojibo. Exactly. And uh so we'll see. I, I'm I'm going to get ready to play. I'm going to I'm going to train as hard as I can and we'll see what happens, but it's um it's tough right now.
1: Last question. Yes. You going to have an ice cream at mile 18? No.
0: Absolutely not. God, there is few things I could think of that's worse <laughs> to have in the middle of a marathon. There's a dairy
1: the- queen. <sighs> like at mile, I don't know if it's 16 or 18. It might be 16. Um, but they like are out there with like little mini cones that they hand out to marathoners, and I'm like, who wants ice cream at mile sixteen or eighteen of a marathon oh, God.
0: i can only i can f- i would vomit I can feel just like my gut just like tensing up thinking about it like that's I can't even imagine i i recently and and i like my usual uh, like i I got into the groove a few marathon cycles ago um bringing a cliff bar with mm-hmm. me and eating that at points throughout the out out throughout my long run. I can't
1: do any solid food.
0: Uh, I have gotten better at like before it was like I got to mile uh, you know if it was if I was doing a 20 mile run I got to mile 10 or I got to mile 13 or whatever I felt hungry I ate the whole cliff bar. And um, I'm better now at like I'll take a few bites when I need it as opposed to like at this point I must eat the whole cliff bar. Uh, but that is about as much as I can handle uh I I just the idea of eating dairy yeah oh my god uh it just it's (laughs) not that that's that's not in the cards for me no um I will I'll have ice cream afterward there you go uh so yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting experience I'm very glad that you decided not to run that marathon
1: yeah right did it help I know we've been droning for a while uh, did it help having a backup, though? Like, oh, yeah. Knowing immediately this is my plan B?
0: Yeah, because if I didn't, I'd be... I don't want to cuss. Um, I've been really devastated. Like, you know, like, as we've talked about and joked about before, I've been literally... I, I started on New Year's Day thinking... Training for this race and thinking about, like, how, how I was going to get ready for it and how that was going to be... That was my plan. And, um, yeah, so if that was my only thing the only thing i was good you know, the only race i had left or whatever i would have it would have been really bad um so i was very lucky to um you know, have made backup plans for my own schedule uh poten- my p- potential scheduling issues uh mostly whatever. i
1: feel like you just accepted this entry because you wanted to give me an out without me feeling bad
0: uh I think that was definitely part of it and then there was also kind of like uh, could I run two marathons in 3 weeks? There was that which which like uh, which like you know stupid for someone who's right now literally just said 5 minutes ago that running's not giving me joy. I was like, "Well, I could, I could run two marathons in yeah. 3 weeks." Um 2 weeks, Less than uh, 3 weeks, 2 weeks. Um so that was also part of it. I'm like, "Oh, I like stupid challenges." Um so yeah those couple those two things played into it and also like well three things like there was le- there was the legitimate chance i was going to be gone the weekend of my marathon uh, of the marine corps marathon uh but i'll just give a real short story and then we'll, we'll wrap up about how how this all came about how quickly this all came
1: guys we we won't drink heavy beers
0: yes. on the podcast uh, we also, <laughs> this is also we had a race review and a and a shattering yeah. personal event no we had a lot about. to go through so today. um I was uh, a waste weekend, and I went to I, I went to Atlanta, and then I went to Auburn, Alabama, for a uh, a football game. So I was with a bunch of good good buddies, and I ran both days, which was nice, uh, short runs, but nonetheless ran both days. Uh, before I did my before I went out for a run in Atlanta, sitting there talking to my friends, and uh, buddy asked me, uh, "So like, you're training for something right now? You always you always seem to be training for something. What are you, tra- are you training for anything right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm actually." training for uh i'm training for two things like i'm training for i'm gonna do the marine corps uh in a few weeks and uh then we got this you know other race in delaware that i'm gonna do that's both marathons
1: i didn't know you were actually planning on doing both of them
0: well i i said like i was gonna do marine corps and then like i might do this other one too and uh another friend of mine went like yeah if marine corps happens and i was like yeah, well, you know, they seem pretty confident. They seem like really good they're uh, gonna happen. This is his fault. And then I uh I left and uh went for a four mile run with uh you know, with uh, a few buddies. Two of us broke off on a little you know went for the uh the, the the fourth mile, basically. And um halfway through my run I got the text from you. So I came back and I was like, Yep, my marathon's been cancelled. So it was that quickly, and uh, that's that much of a shock to me that I was that I was like, "Yeah, I'm training for this," and then immediately went went out for my run and came back. I was like, "Not doing it anymore."
1: It's an interesting thing, I think, because, like, when my marathon was canceled, that like wasn't a thing that happened. Yeah. Like, races didn't just get canceled. There's no way I thought it was just going to get canceled. And now I feel like we've had a year and a half of this. But I don't think it's like hearing you talk. I don't think it stings any less just because you knew it was a possibility.
0: No, it when it, it when you had like the sword of Damocles like hanging over your head, um, you kind of just kind of convince yourself that it's not going to drop, and then um, so when it does, it still sucks. Yeah, uh, which is kind of where it got to. Like I, I I was like I very much was. Well, when I signed up for the race, it was in March Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a virtual only option or it was virtual option. You had uh, to like buy it. It was virtual only with the potential to have a live race. Yep. Uh, And so I gambled that it would be live. So this basically has gone from like, it's the full bell curve. Like it went from virtual to definitely live to virtual. Um, So it was, uh, it was always a possibility and always felt like it was there. And it just really sucked when it happened.
1: We're going to have a great weekend. And we now will we have get a great to weekend. run together. We do. We're- I could be like hammered falling over at the after party by the time you finish. It's yeah. going to be great. And
0: then neither of us going to get home because I'm not going to be able to walk. <laughs>
1: uh, how was your beer? It w- I finished it a long time ago. You did? It's great. This is something that, like, I don't know. I see Allagash around. Is this like a unique beer? Uh,. If I see it yeah. around, I'll order it again. Kyle's taking a drink. How's your beer?
0: He's giving a thumbs up. Um, it's good. I predicted that I would not be finishing it a half hour in, and it's correct, because we're now more than an hour in, and uh, I'm still not finished with it.
1: The glass looks like it's coated with Hershey's syrup.
0: It is. It is very, it's very, uh, I mean, it looks like it's covered in hot chocolate.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting.
0: It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. it's a good beer it's a lot it is definitely a like you want one beer tonight this is the beer you, you like y- if you have this you are going to have that one beer like this is the one to have so um it's very good i uh it's not the kind of beer i have a lot not the kind of beer that i really like you usually have like do i have like a, like, a chocolate milk almost mustache? like a
1: milk mustache in the corners of your mouth yeah. yeah uh
0: so it's not the kind of beer that i usually turn to but uh yeah. It's good. It, was, it was a good option for tonight, and I'm, uh, yeah, very pleased with it. Where can the people find us?
1: We are available wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you found this one. There yes. are more.
0: If you get Yeah, just scroll back. <laughs> scroll back. Most of them are shorter. And uh, we have fun stuff coming. All of them might be shorter. This, this might be our longest episode. Ever.
1: No, we went longer with Jeff. That's true. We have plans for two happy hours. Yes. coming up that you can look forward to so you can hear fools other than us yes. speaking and you've heard about like our fall racing plans we should have some fun race reviews so
0: lots of race reviews or we'll have lots of other times when i use this podcast as therapy mm-hmm. uh to talk about my races being canceled so we're also
1: planning like a fun rottoberfest episode if you've we're been get, with us for a while we're you getting
0: re- we're getting close you
1: remember rottoberfest uh so we have like a fun like fall calendar for you guys so please stick with us
0: stick with us if you've made it this far you're definitely going to and uh you you now
1: you're in the bow wow brigade
0: you are definitely in the bow wow brigade uh (laughs) thank you all so much for listening
1: we're also on instagram
0: oh we're also on instagram (laughs) at running on tap follow us there if you want our content in much more digestible uh digestible portions Thank you all Bye guys. so much for listening uh, and for making it through this whole episode with us. And we will talk to you next week.